G'day, party people. This is your one and only source into the shenanigans of a couple of Sheilas. I'm Gabby. And I'm Emma, and we'll be sharing juicy stories. Our biggest secrets. The what not to do. The lessons we've learned. All the mistakes. And too many times we've been baked. <laughs> Stay tuned. You're listening to Sheilas and Shenanigans. G'day, g'day, Sheilas. Welcome back to episode three. Howdy, guys. How are we today? We're feeling it's, it's a it's a Monday. Last night was a full moon, so I mean it's been kind of a crazy week, but we're actually gonna lighten it up and bring on a really good subject. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because the ironic thing is this week we've both been had these like lows and we've spoken about it and really had to rely on our self-love and self-care techniques to get so us we've, through. We've gone back to that, so we're actually gonna introduce that into today's episode with you guys just to share with what we do and things to kind of keep in mind to bring awareness to yourself whenever you're going through a rough phase. We started off this podcast and I was in a really weird headspace because I watched the Bieber um, documentary, the which is seasons, which is called yeah, seasons. seasons. Even if you type, I typed in changes but to it's, get it'll there. Still pop up. Yeah, and it was this dog doesn't want to this dog alone. is loving us. <laughs> and I typed in um, changes, so I got it on YouTube. Definitely recommend watching it. And all I saw was just my story, and I got really overwhelmed. I was like, we need to be speaking out about this and helping people, and you know, we all need to be able to help each other and bringing awareness to addiction and depression. And and I know that that yeah. was something like I was like, let's do a podcast on how do we help each other when someone is not coping. But at the end of the day, there's the, for me as well. Like I can delve into the problem, and I know a lot about the problem. But yeah. for me, it's about being around people like you and talking about the solution and yeah. really like pumping out the solution to people. <laughs> Tell me your what self love. So self love for me, the top one for self love is. I don't know why, just nutrition because yeah. it just always makes me feel so good. I'm just like very much my body is my temple and anything I put into it starting from like the first thing in the morning has a major effect on my day. I used to be able to like wake up and have a cup of coffee, but it gives me such a bad crash in the middle of the day. So I have to always make sure to put something extremely alkaline in my body. Like if you, if for you guys who don't know what alkaline and acidic foods are, Alkaline are more like your earthier tone of foods. You're less acidic. So like acidic foods would classify as dairy, meat, um, some acidic fruits as well. Um, but I try and put something really, really alkaline into my body. Then I would have coffee because coffee's so acidic. Think about like your body is like a fresh slate, right? Like a baby. You want to nourish it and put the, the healthiest thing in your body first off and then start slowly putting other things in your body you want to nourish it and like take care of it because honestly your digestive system and this is something i've learned over the years as well plays a massive part in how you feel and like psychologically as well so nutrition is definitely a number one for me yeah Um, i've learned so much from gabby in these past few weeks of her being back like my favorite (laughs) thing to do at the moment is i'll get something and show gabby this is okay can i do this like can you like teach me about what this is like i'm learning constantly from you so i know that you're like the way you had to learn about your nutrition came from like being uneducated, like we all are. Yeah, as exactly. Na- yeah, as naturally, but going through the rough patch with your body yeah. and being and like so sick and tired of feeling a shitty. certain way that you want to put the research to it. I'm not a certified nutritionist. I'm studying at the moment, but it's something that I've just been really passionate about. So yeah, so nutrition and then 
Not too much caffeine. I have this rule with myself where I try not to have coffee past one. So coffee in the AM, matcha in the PM, which is fermented green tea. So cool. Um, what it does, a matcha has like a slower release of caffeine. Okay. Meaning it doesn't give you the crash effect. Um, because if I still feel like I need the afternoon pick me up, I just tend to have like a matcha latte. Like a yeah. matcha. I, I'm never. I've never been a milk drinker myself. So I always either have almond or oat or soy, whatever the options are. And then. Yeah, I just try and eat alkaline as much as I can. Um, That's also linked to nutrition and exercising. Like I do lots of yoga like Emma as well. That's something that's really been helping me over the last few years for my body, mind, soul. And just spending time too with, with people and people that I love. Like it's so important just to... Even phone that one friend a day that makes you feel amazing. Like connectedness so is so important. It's so for important, us. and that's yeah. something that I've really learned to appreciate along mm-hmm. the years. So they're the things I love for self love. I'm gonna actually ask Emma what you do for self love. Wow, I do a lot for self love. Like yeah. I feel like I've this past year, self love for me has had to be self accountability. So. It was originally for so long in my life, like self-love was taking the shortcuts and instant gratification. So when I learned that it was diligence and like caring for myself and doing the things that I need, not that I want, self-love took a big turn and I had to make sacrifices. Like I've sacrificed having coffee, alcohol, marijuana like i i can't believe coffee that i could not do coffee i mean yeah. people you always tell me go on a coffee cleanse go on a coffee i'm like i could if i i would not function yeah <laughs> and that's like most well i wondered that because a lot of people i guess they will it's called either, addiction as well guys yeah yeah well they have like they come off coffee um in similar ways that you get come off drugs like they have the withdrawals so and i yeah. feel like some people do some people don't so it's just totally dependent on who they, they are and what it is to them for me mm. I have like massive anxiety. So having coffee was increasing my anxiety. And and same with drinking alcohol. It's, I was complaining about depression yet. I was drinking a depressant every weekend. Like it was just things that I had to self sacrifice because I wanted to love myself more. So, so what else do you do? Like you don't have alcohol, don't drink coffee. I have consistency with going to the acupuncture weekly and fortnightly. I'll see my therapist do you feel um, like so relaxed after that too? Are you just like in total zen? Yeah, my, like, I really am like rebalanced <laughs> when I go see my acupuncturist and he has like deep chats and I've, he's like a part-time therapist too for me, I reckon. Really <laughs> Poor guy's just like, whoa. But I have like daily routines and I have 18 things that I have on the back of my door. I'll tick off at least 12 of them a day. But so you have 18, so you tick off 12 of the 18. I will have, yeah, I'll take so off just at like least mini 12. goals that you set yourself for a so day to I'll, get done. I'll rattle them off for you guys just so we can get deep get into up, the life yeah. of Emma Henrihan. So I'll pray, journal, I'll like, I'll write down wake before a certain time because like that's something I'm trying to get used to, which is <laughs> what, what my goals will be, I think, setting it after this. We have to be like a routine on sleep because that's something I really struggle with. I'm such a night owl. I know you are too. Yeah. Battle to get to we'll sleep. We'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. And so yoga, meditate, my story, which is like I type for 15 minutes. Wim Hof breathing is one of them. Cold water. So I'll either go into the pool, which is freezing at the moment, or I'll have a cold shower. That sounds meant to be like, it's meant to shock your system. Um, it's really good for like detoxifying your body. Yeah. As well. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like, it, it adds 
stress onto your body. Yeah. So you learned, is, I guess, it's, it, it instantly inflicts the fight or flight mechanism, mechanism into yeah. you. So you're like, so then you sort of delve on the Wim Hof breathing yeah. to get you through. Yeah. Yeah. So you like, so you're trying so to like, like a ma- massive impact on your body, beat. and then yeah, everything else in mm. life is just a little bit less than that, which put, adds that shock onto your body. So. Yeah, yeah okay. it's the That's one thing that I've um, started doing when COVID hit. Right. And I saw it on Goop Lab. Okay. And everyone had spoken about it prior. But it's the one thing, if you're you're feeling fear about COVID, and COVID, it's all about what it's going to attack is your respiratory system. Yeah. Watch Goop Lab. I think it's the third episode, maybe even the second one. It's on Netflix. And they have this Wim Hof. They go do an experiment. They jump in the Antarctic. These people that are completely fearful of the cold. And I was watching it. I'm like, I cannot stand the cold. This would be so hard for me. I downloaded the app and started doing it. It was the breathing and then hold your breath. And then I also like made force myself to go into cold water, either the pool when it, when it got cold or cold shower every day. That would happen to me, like just in New York in the apartments, because you're obviously linked to the same Building is everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even kidding though. Sometimes you jump in the shower, and me and my roommate would just be screaming in the apartment because, like, the shower would go from being like perfect hot temperature to freezing cold, and we'd be like, ah! And, like, you can't move because <laughs> it's obviously a shoebox inside. You just like fall out, right? Or slip yeah. over. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. So it just kind of like naturally happened, and I kind of got used to it. Yeah. So that was my, I guess. Yeah, you're naturally doing it without even trying. The world was forcing it on you with your small apartment building (laughs) all living on top of each other. Yeah, Yeah, but honestly, if you you have fear or you have any family members that you're in fear for around like COVID, I couldn't recommend it more. So when you watch this episode on the group lab, just doing this Wim Hof breathing and going into cold water every day, he's magically... Obviously, the science behind it <laughs> changed so many people who had really detrimental health issues to do with the respiratory system. Wow. So okay. it's amazing. Cool. So that's something I do every day. Awesome. Gym or run, yeah. study. Keep it active, guys. Read. I do a bedtime routine. I skip. Floss. This is not funny. Like, <laughs> floss and roll it. is one that I put on there. And my little cousin thought it was, you know, the floss move. Oh, like, oh, like the TikTok floss. <laughs> She's like, you practice that every day. <laughs> You're like, yeah, just trying to work on my yeah. TikTok dance moves. <laughs> and I dab. I put dab on there too. <laughs> no, I was like, um, I floss. I need to no, ride my on teeth, there mate. to floss my teeth. And oh, I if you don't know what, what flossing is, if you're like, what, Gen Gen Z? Is it Gen Z or X? I hope everyone knows what flossing is. Oh, yeah, oh wait, floss, you mean um, the the dance move. No, I'm talking about actually flossing your teeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Go to a dentist and they will tell you you need to floss daily. So I decided to put it on the back of my door and I tick it off. I feel very accomplished when I tick that one. I put no sugar. So that's actually something else I've really sacrificed. Yeah, that's... I can't eat sugar. Like, so I am you... so sensitive. So you live a very alkaline... You've kind of really alkalized your body over the last year then, I guess. Yeah, and I still feel like I'm detoxing. I feel like I smashed my body for 12 years straight and probably even longer, but 12 years of like substances and just sugar, eating whatever I wanted, doing whatever I wanted, um, really having no discipline. And now I still feel like I'm detoxing. So yeah, I've had to go pretty extreme. Another thing I do is neck hammock. So I have a neck hammock. What? If you, What's anyone a neck hammock? Ha- so I have like problems with my... 
And there's Welcome a to the dog. <laughs> Welcome I to have the like problems <laughs> with my yeah. spine. So my C6, C7, I've just had like nerve injuries. And this, mm-hmm. I saw this thing on the internet. It was an ad. I'm like, this, as if this is going to be okay. But I'm going to order it anyway because it keeps popping up and it looks amazing. So I lie in this neck hammock and it just takes the pressure off the back oh, of my neck. Okay. I feel like it's like extended my neck. Wow. So I lie in that daily. I have a self-confidence formula, which I read as well. And then I, gratitude, gratitude is the biggest one. Gratitude. gratitude and inner child work is the biggest two that I think are the ones that I have to focus on the most. Because instantly, I'll write a list, I write 19 things on my gratitude list because that's my favorite number. But gratitude things like, from like anything. give us an example. Anything, my dog's always number one. Okay. Monty's number one. Monto. Um, and then, so little things, anything from like having my laptop, my car, some materialistic things to um, Gabby, go, doing the podcast with Gabby, my watching a show that I watch nightly with my dad, like winning at secrets with my mom. <laughs> like it could just be absolutely anything, but 19 so people, you know, if I'm seeing them that day or anything, like it, because then when you write it, I think about them and yeah. I have an instant moment. I'm, and I'm not thinking about them in a way that I'm like, F you. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, how grateful am I to have this person or this thing in my life? Like, I'm so lucky. Yeah, that's so and true. you're giving yourself, gratitude is the highest, best frequency you can give yourself. I think for a while too, I, I, I listened to one of um, Oprah's episodes and she... Super Soul Sundays? No, she mentioned doing like three things. I just being grateful, like a grateful diary. And mm. she said to, to wake up and just write things, three things that you're grateful for every single day. And I started to do that for like a while. This was like last year, maybe before that. But it honestly, when I say this, I really mean it. It did change my life for yeah, a while because sure. you don't realize how much you could be grateful for. Like the, the, the littlest things like having a working arm, being yes. able to see, being mm. able to hear. There's so many things that you can be grateful for. And I'm the same when it comes to writing things down. If I write something down and that comes to me, like even if I type something out on the computer or on my phone, it doesn't have the same effect as locking into my brain in memory as it does if I write it Hand down. Handwrite, okay, yeah, interesting. Because it's like it's still sinking in. So one thing that I've absolutely loved listening to you say, mm-hmm. because I totally agree, is about finding your wolf pack. Yeah, so I have really learned to appreciate uh, the people around me that best represent me and really push me to be the best version of myself. Yeah, and it's so taken important. me it's taken me a while to recognize those people, but you need to have your cheerleaders by your side. Otherwise, mm. what people do you have to represent you the best? Like, yeah, hundred percent. I it's funny because I was listening to the health code, and one of the things is on there about. Um, giving yourself so affirmations is another thing that I do really for self-love so I I affirm myself all the time Louise hey if you don't know any affirmations and you're like this could be a good thing my inner critic is really Mm -hmm. loud in my head Mm -hmm. what you have to do what I have to do is the inner critic is like Emma you're useless you're like too annoying or this you're that I had to build up these affirmations that became louder than my inner critic so then they are like I love myself fully and completely that's one of them for example and build up all these affirmations so that I can combat the inner critic and overcome what's going on with me in my life but it's funny on the health code they have someone who comes in and he says the same sort of thing he's got these affirmations around his house and she says the late um, Sarah Day on there she's like I don't have them around my house but I do have my partner, who when I'm having those days where I feel like crap and I feel like 
because we all have self-doubt and I yeah. have this like I suppose it's like this spiral oh, of self-doubt such a great I have my partner yep. who says to me no but you're doing so much for people yeah. you're being authentic just keep going he's like her self-affirmation yeah that's so that's the person who I'm looking for yeah. if you're out there bring it on exactly because I, I would want someone to love me when I can't love myself but also for me I've really had to rely on self-affirmations and definitely have to do what you said like pick my people choose my wolf pack like I was wasn't feeling too great myself a little while ago and Emma was like hey like if you want to chat this out like let's do it like everyone's people are going to be there for you when you want them to be and you know sometimes sometimes it's okay to just want to marinate the feelings on your, your own and just to accept the way you're feeling as well. And also know like when it's okay to just sit with your feelings on your own as well. I think that's the biggest thing COVID has been here for. Yeah. Us. Like um, sit with yourself. You mm. We as humans, like for me especially, I went from social butterfly. My biggest thing was absolutely avoiding myself at all costs. Hang I used to have a hundred thousand different friendship groups that I could go to so that I never had to be alone. You know what the weird thing is too? Like at school, like we're, we're taught, you know, you have to make friends, you have to do these social group things and you have to be social, but they never once said it's okay to be an introvert. Never yeah. once did they say an introvert was being, was, was okay. Yeah, that's and true. I think like as you grow older, there's people ask you the question, you know, are you an introvert or are you an extrovert? And you have to go, um, I've never really... We weren't really allowed to be an introvert at school. What do you mean? I can be an introvert now? Like, what? Are you, you're, are you kidding? I'm allowed to be alone? Like, yeah. That was the biggest mind blow for me. Yeah, it was, was like, like, oh, I'm actually an introvert and I need time alone. Are you saying I can actually watch this movie by myself and like not have to communicate with people? <laughs> it's very true. Mm-hmm. But also the other thing as well, we just watched a thing for Brene Brown. She does um, these TED Talks that have gone viral. They're on vulnerability and shame. And she talks about, and this is the big biggest thing I've had to learn mm-hmm. and the hardest thing because I used to just be an open book and I can when I get nervous I overshare so that's always fun I run into an ex-boyfriend and I'm like oversharing about my rock bottom because I'm nervous <laughs> it's like the biggest and worst thing you like, ran oh, into I'm, him when this isn't an enga- engagement party oh yeah and I remember okay. that's, like, that's one example like okay, but right. I always will overshare if I'm See, nervous I'm and I'm so, normally nervous I'm around so people opposite Okay, I'm very like, I hold myself off. Yeah. What I've got from in the past is I will not ask for advice, but I'll tell someone something that's going on with me. And the people who are the most critical to me have not experienced what I've experienced. And they're generally coming from their own self-doubt or like... um, And you have to strike that self-positivity towards yourself, right? Like, Well, yeah, and it's about like only listening to people who have experienced what you have or mm-hmm. what you want or what you need yeah. who stepped in the arena so there's an amazing quote about um that Brene Brown has done about stepping in the arena and stepping in the arena is like getting vulnerable so if you have an idea let's say and you're running your ideas past people and then someone who's giving you the most hardcore criticism really more on the negative side you got to question yourself. And this is what Brene Brown says, and I love it. It actually comes from a Theodore Roosevelt quote. She says, if you're not in the arena also getting your ass kicked, I'm not interested in your feedback. Yeah. So I think that this is the biggest thing you talk about with your wolf pack. Um, and what mm. we do, we listen to the Brene Brown thing before as well. And she says that you, people, and remember this, this is my favorite, the biggest thing that I've learned as of today, 
People have to earn the right to hear your story. Yeah, don't give people attention that don't deserve your attention. Yeah, that is the most powerful one for me because being such an open book and kind of letting people walk all over me and like have their opinion and really taking it on as gospel, it's actually been such a detriment to me. I talk about that inner critic and the inner critic in my the inner critic voices in my life Mm -hmm. have been people who really don't have my best interest at heart. Or even knowing like how to turn those negative thoughts into positive thoughts. Um, There was this book that I read, uh, which was actually based back in the 19th century um, by a man named James Allen. It's called As a Man Thinketh. And it's it's a self-help book. And it basically, he summarizes everything about our thoughts, how we think about negative thoughts and how, you know, it's, it's all about you and how you turn these thoughts into positive thoughts and Mm. i think like the biggest piece of advice i took away from this book which i kind of turned into my own quote was the greater the sacrifice the greater the creation Mm. which is something i kind of remind myself every day as some kind of self-gratitude you know please can i have good creation from my sacrifice of coffee (laughs) and alcohol (laughs) it's true like if in order to achieve a goal you have to sacrifice a lot people don't just get to a spot because they get to a spot like jk rowling she she sacrificed so much and she didn't just achieve that book by herself you know she had all these other people behind it she tried Mm. to sign up with other like 12 other publishers that turned her down and then eventually she got into the last one you have to sacrifice so much yeah just persistent that's so interesting so it's the overnight success people are talking about and they talk about it in hollywood kevin hart actually had an interview with oprah and she sort of was like where did this come from he goes i've been in the industry 19 years this didn't happen overnight and he if you watch his documentary as well he sacrifices so much and he's taught his kids about his sacrifice like he's he's such a hard-working person like he's done it from scratch and if you listen to his story like he started off all comedians they do the hard yards people think that they somehow overnight oh this overnight gosh. success that Could they you hear imagine about like as a comedian having to write down every little piece of information that you find funny during the day like they're always on the hunt for things that seem kind of sort of funny like they have yeah. to but I'd be so annoyed. Could you be, imagine being married to like a comedian and then trying to like crack jokes on you all the time? Like, them cracking jokes on you or you cracking jokes no, on them? No, them crack, cracking jokes on you if you were married to a comedian. I feel like you'd be the judge, right? You'd be the first person. But like, oh my gosh, it'd be so, having them like just constantly on your back about like jokes. Is you'd this have funny? to be the Is first. <laughs> I would, I would. I, my best friend laughs at like anything I say and I absolutely love it and I feel like that was like my biggest high as a child. I got all my confidence from that. From because, people laughing at you? Yeah. because laughing with you. <laughs> I don't know if they'll laugh. She was laughing both. at me or with you. Me, but maybe both. Let's hope both. But either way, I got so much confidence from her. So yeah. I feel like that's another thing people do. It's like, I have to laugh. Also, let's yeah. talk about times that, you know, because you're not always going to be at the top of your game. So example, no. like last week I wasn't at the top of my game I knew that I was just having one of those days and I just had to like delve into it and be like okay sweet this is it this is me for the day because I always want to be learning and doing something so for me one thing I do for real self-love is I just want to laugh so I watch have you seen Impractical Jokers no are they on Netflix it's just it's a show that's in from America and it's about four best friends who compete to embarrass each other they're all guys they're about they're over their 40s so is it a little bit like Jackass 
similar, okay, similar, right, and I they can do whatever they want. Like they have tattoos on each other. You would oh boy, love it such if you if you need a laugh. YouTube exactly impractical jokers because we can't get it on TV here. But my American friends, when I was living there, they were like, "You've seen this episode so many times, and you're still <laughs> laughing as if it's the first time you've seen it." Like that is for me one of my all-time faves. Or even just like I know this is so random. Apart from TikTok, I feel like goat videos are the funniest goat videos. Interesting. Just honestly, Google just YouTube goat videos, funny goat videos, goats are. Freaking hilarious. But I feel like that's the biggest thing for me is learning balance. Like I've even this year and this past year, I've been so rigid. And I don't know if you ever get the same, but so rigid and I wasn't letting myself play and be spontaneous and enjoy life because I was so scared. I think I had this fear of like the play and fun had something to do with maybe like me going because I used to be like 110% uh, for everything right so I was like oh god does that mean I'm gonna then eventually like but that also comes down with the spiral through me that comes with changing up my routine is something that I always mm. have to make sure to do because I can get pretty bored pretty quickly like yeah I can't if I get stuck doing the same routine every day I'm bored yeah I have to make sure that, that comes down to me even being physically active like if I tell myself okay I'm gonna go for a run every day at this time then I'm gonna go to the gym every day at this time that's no fun like Mm. it's it's mix up your day make it interesting for yourself put that shock on your body that's gonna be something so different from what you're used to like whether that be doing a totally different workout going on that 10 mile bike ride instead of going on a 5k run you know Switch up those muscle groups, you know, do something different. I think that's just... That's so important. Yeah, because I think that that was what I was doing. For so long, I was doing the, you know, the 18 things on the list and just trying to get them done in the day and then the other things I had to get done that were necessities. And it became rigid and boring. And then I became very in this headspace where I was frustrated. So for me, it was about making sure I had balance between exactly. play and being spontaneous. And if someone who was a good friend just rocked up in my house, I was able to be present yeah. and there for them because instead I was like, I've got all these things to do in the day. Like I'm not being under present. And, you can't and put your time is my biggest pressure. stress. Exactly. If who, anyone else's time oh is gosh. your biggest stress. I want to talk to you. relax. Because <laughs> that, that's my thing though. I just am so worried that like, you're not going to get all and your things. All there's never enough things time I in do, a day, really. Like, a, there's never enough things, time in the day. Yeah. And B, all these things and goals I have in my life that I'm not going to get done in time. So ridiculous, really, let's be honest. But, like, that is my thing. My thing is time. And also, then it also comes back to this impatience that I had, that I'm really working on, which is patience. And the thing that I've learned a lot through just family stuff even is that, like, stress is your worst enemy. Like, You putting yourself under stress isn't going to do you any good because it affects your hormones. It affects your sleeping patterns. It affects the way your mood is and the way you eat, like your digestive system. Stress affects everything in your body. Okay, so I struggle with stress. So how do you, when you feel stress coming on, how do you deal with it? Because I think it's so easy for us to, like, we know the impacts of stress, right? I, I know that the first thing, I do to myself or if I feel like I'm getting stressed is to breathe or take myself out of whatever environment I'm in and just switch up my routine that's why I'm so big on like switching up my routine because I know I mean if if you don't know your signs of feeling stressed like a few of mine were and Emma's back in the day like or like previously where we would just kind of satisfy ourselves just to like go eat 
food, which is not, just, that's I, a normal thing yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's how we would satisfy ourselves, you know, just, all right, okay, I feel stressed, just gonna go have some ice cream, whatever, you yeah. know, like, Pretty no, like, fun. do something that's actually good for you. Change yeah. up your routine. Go talk to a friend that makes you feel relaxed. Go on a beach walk without shoes. Feel the sand. Get back to nature. Yeah. I feel That's like so it's, it is as well. Like it's very, like I, so I had a big stress today. So this today started uni back. Didn't know until I was on a walk with a friend this morning. Oh. who was like, oh yeah, this other person's starting uni today. And I was like, and then my friend goes, where do you start? I'm like, well, obviously I'm at the same uni. So today didn't know that. Rocked up back home, have all these things to do. I was trying to prioritize and I could feel myself stop breathing. Like I could feel myself stop naturally breathing. So, so you- I really, I had to like, what helped me was being in contact with this lady who I'm doing another course through and talking to her about it. But then I also did the shout out to my dad, like, eh. like, and I went into a little bit of panic, but I knew it was funny. It was the first time in a long time I was able to go, okay, this is stress. I'm overwhelmed. I'm getting an anxiety, like what could be the panic attack if I don't deal with exactly. this. And I need, and I, um, and I checked my body and I was like, I'm not breathing properly. I'm literally it's stopped breathing the properly. It's like yeah. the number one so, thing. And I, I guess like for me, it's like working out a schedule, but stress is so difficult. I want to hear what people do and, for stress. And I feel like sometimes stress can come at random times as well. Like I don't know for me, like being on the New York subway, like would stress me out. I don't yeah. know why it just would. Yeah. With the amount of people that go on and off, you can be anywhere and stress can just build. A good breathing exercise I do that I, I was taught in yoga a few years ago was to breathe through one nostril oh, and hold down the nose, like in through one, yeah. and then hold your finger on the other nostril and then breathe out. Mm, that actually helps with this. Helps your respiratory respiratory. Respiratory. Now I got Respir- respiratory. <laughs> respiratory system. Respiratory system. Respiratory. System. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We so should not be doing a podcast. It's also good for your left and right brain to yeah. connect. So that's what they told us as well. Because that one is my favorite breathing technique as well. When I'm really overwhelmed, is like I go so up the left nose, hold it in, then down the right, out and the then right. back up the right, down, down the left. left. So yeah. it's actually getting your left, right, and your brain, left, right, like the right brain and your left brain to basically work together or even just like lying on the floor sometimes I do this really like randomly if I feel like I'm really really stressed out I'm like okay lie on the floor and this is kind of a little bit of meditation it's part of meditation but you basically start relaxing in the floor and imagine you're sinking into the depths of the earth but you start from your toes like feeling completely relaxed and then you slowly work your way up to your body, like your ankles, like you can't feel anything in your ankles, and then your knees, and then your hips, and then your body, and then your shoulders. And then yeah. you just, I feel like piece you have by a lot piece, of- you just relax your entire body. And you have to think about it. It takes mm. time to think about it, but you have to use your energy to really think about relaxing. Mm, that's I know it's amazing. Hard, it's hard to do. People think I'm relaxing, and it's not, just sit down. No, it's so much harder than that, you know? Yeah. Definitely. I feel like as well, the biggest thing for me has been that when I don't have the motivation, the biggest, I love this quote, you'll never always be motivated. Mm. So you must learn discipline. Yes. Yeah. I have yeah. so many people who who talk about their kids um, and they're like, 
oh, well, she's fine when she's motivated, but then when she's not, it's just meh. I'm like, that's when we need discipline. Yeah. Yeah, it's when I I need discipline. I had to learn discipline. I'm 27 years old. I'm only just learning it now. Like, it's an A, never too late, and B, it's so much easier when you start earlier. I wish I had. I, I always feel like discipline's so, especially when you're not interested in doing something, discipline's even harder to do because oh, to sure. try and force yourself to do something that you're just not interested in is so damn difficult you know yeah yeah um, i get those uni- i'm interested in law but i get those uni subjects where i'm like i want to pull my hair out right now but i need this in order to graduate and it's a whole few weeks of doing that subject and making sure you get it done and i notice so much when i go into avoidance and then it just gets worse and worse but i need is i'm someone who has to figure out ways just to sit myself down in the chair and start and just do it so you're a very active person though i feel like that's hard with active people mm, for sure just to have to sit down and i don't know if that just relates back to millennials just i feel like honestly every millennial has adhd because our attention spans are just so short from social media i'm blaming this on social media well, yeah, we spoke about it last week agree against me but i really think you know we're all caused well it's, it is caused it's ADHD been proven yeah. that it's it's definitely affecting us yeah. our attention span and our hyperactivity exactly. is being like it's affected by social media so for sure we are a guinea pig generation yeah so what's going to come from this is we have to literally learn ourselves so i think that that's another thing is like bless my parents absolutely love them but they dealt with different things than we had to so like they dealt with things that were definitely harder like they don't have the instant no, gratification gosh, no. we have at the, our fingertips they don't have things like that but we are we're all so we're lucky, dealing really with a are. whole different set of issues mm-hmm. so we need to become innovative to those issues and like, aware like yeah like this whole podcast guys is about awareness and i think mm, it is i think it's also being aware that you know if you realize you're spending too much time on Instagram, be aware of that, you know, and then yeah. take yourself off and see what, see what happens. I'm so excited to see where I am at the end of the week and what I've accomplished. I'm so excited because next week, what's happening with you and your social media and what you've been able to like either sit with or what's come up or the time you've had spare. I'm interested to see how much time you have for yourself. I know. Did you get off TikTok or just Instagram? Well, I don't really spend that much time on TikTok. It's probably for like an hour at night that yeah. I spend on TikTok. TikTok's which is fine. probably like you, what different. I talk about with like impractical jokers. Though you you go on there to laugh. I go on there to laugh and, be and have a good time. And yeah. just, I love that people just take the piss out of themselves. You know, they're so yeah. real and authentic, and that's what we need more of in this world. You know, yeah, it is, rather than good. the whole I don't know fakeness of of. We're trying to prove that we have a life, which is what I was doing with Instagram, which I totally. Claimed. But that's fake. Yeah, you know? totally fake. It was. Very fake. So I think I, yeah, that's, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like the one biggest thing um, is that I've learned is, well, I just want to grow, right? Personal growth is the biggest thing for me, but personal growth has to be intentional. It has to be intentional. Yeah. You can't just wake up and expect it's going to happen to you. Or, ex- or expect you to get like mad guns and be like, I'm going to wake up with guns tomorrow after going to the what gym. What type of guns, guns are we talking about? Because <laughs> in America, you could just get that from the store. But let's bring it yeah, back to, we mean like to actual, Jez and like, Troy on our shoulders. Human guns, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing as well. Like for me, I think I sat there today and I was like, oh my God, I've got these subjects at uni. How's that going to go? And I was like, okay, you know what? Gyms are back. And that's really helped me. It's having mm-hmm. my classes and having that time where I can oh, actually so check it out. Because yeah. I was exercising at home, which was great. Mm-hmm. But I need. I like the fact that I can check out. And I'm someone who relies on those endorphins 
through for stress and I didn't realize I don't think how much I relied on it until maybe COVID hit and I was starting to actually exercise more but those people who are coming out of I noticed a lot of people at the gym when I'm in classes they're like oh having not done anything for like so long whereas I was the opposite I didn't do a lot of hard exercise because I knew that was a bit of an addiction for me because yeah. if you're exercising so much that like you're relying on those endorphins to avoid sitting with yourself which is what I had done you're, for years you're closing that part of your mind off because yeah. it's, it's 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 somewhat not like a fake reality but just uh, how would you explain it like well, it's you're, not it's, you're it's not really seems... clicking into your true emotions yeah yeah, yeah. it's just it's 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 a facade mm. for some so extent. when i was in the rehab we weren't allowed to exercise that's crazy because and then everyone was like so angry about it so did and you like do it in your room you're like I'm just a couple push-ups well, <laughs> so, well i did yoga in my room oh, i okay. so i embraced it because i've seen it firsthand okay bless my mum is somebody who has she's a beast she's, she's a 60 beast, years old this year and she's gonna no, try she's not yeah she's amazing guys, she's got like the biggest guns i've ever seen yeah like she's so unbelievably fit but has stayed that way since we've had family trauma years ago and so i've been yeah. able to witness firsthand someone who completely moves 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 and probably hasn't sat with those emotions so when i like was told about this no exercise and they said it's because what we will have happen is people won't be able to sit and actually feel their emotions. Mm. So what it does is it gives you an endorphin, which is great. It's a positive thing, right, guys? I exercise daily. But when we're relying on those endorphins in order to avoid feeling sadness, pain, um, shame, guilt, any emotion that we believe is negative, then we're actually in avoidance and we're using exercise to in order to avoid feeling those painful emotions, which at the end of the day kind of need to be felt. And for me, I didn't exercise for ages, like hardcore, because I wanted to sit in those emotions. I took that opportunity and I understood when they were like, okay, this is the reason why we do this. So I was just like, oh, I understand because I can physically see it with my own eyes. A, I yeah. do it and my mum does it. So we do it. But I, um, I still think like... But this is, there's, it's there's about balance. So when exactly, I when we started yes. coming to COVID, that was when my little cousin came over and we started oh. exercising a lot because we're so competitive. See, so I was, was like, I'm going to get fit because you, you cannot be fitter than me. So that was a good thing for me. But I feel like we're coming back into the gyms are opening now and it must be so difficult because I remember how hard it was for me without that gym buddy. But gym buddy, I never really, everyone always just spoke about it. They're like, yeah, get a yeah, gym buddy. It's good. So or good. Like I classes, love it. Like I... Like, I have a lot of friends. I'm so thankful also to have, like, friends in New York that are, like, gym instructors or, like, a part yeah. of the fitness stuff. But they'd always be like, yeah, bring a friend and yada-da, like, come to the class. And it's good because if you don't like exercising – not that I love exercising. I really do. But I – it's just more fun when you do it with a friend, you know? Yeah, and then you can like chat about the class after and then you're both sitting on that high. Maybe you'll have an even better night because, you know, you're in good company and that's awesome. Yeah, you know? and if you have any competitive bones in your body, which I do, like I'll feed bones. into the competitive oh, bones. I'll be yeah. like, I'll be like, this person cannot be better than me. And so, or if they're doing that, surely I can get through a couple more setups or whatever it may be. Yeah. But I know that coming back into like, get maybe a lot of people have just like taken the time off life. Yeah. To be like, ah, oh, COVID, I'll use this as an excuse. Don't, don't worry about it. You gotta start somewhere. Or even like, and I would get, because even when I went to the gym with you, having a gym buddy, recommend it. Get someone who's on the same level as you yes. and they wanna get fit again. Because I think that it's about, for me, I know I'm a Libra as well, but it's always been about finding balance. Like, so it's about finding the balance between studying, 
sitting in that pain of studying, which is complete opposite to instant gratification because yeah. I don't know when I'm going to be able to use that. Then there's the gym, which is like, or exercise, right. which is the endorphins, but it's also not relying on that. And then yeah. it's like meditation and yoga. This really sitting with myself. Yeah, so like mixing up your team. Yeah. And I also think too, don't, I, I understand fitness for it being about how I feel more so than how I look. Yeah, because that's that's yeah, so much that's so much more important. Like seeing someone, um, like say let's say Instagram, and you see a photo of them, and you think, wow, they look amazing. You don't know how fit they are. They might be feeling. I remember I was absolutely, I looked absolutely yeah. snatched when I felt my absolute worst. Yes, like I mm-hmm. was done even like just feeling absolutely like I don't know. My iron levels were all over the place, and I wasn't at my healthiest. And and <laughs> over the last few years. I've put on like some good weight, but it's muscle and I feel so amazing every day. I'm able to wake up and I'm able to do a certain amount of sets and able to smash out like a certain amount of Ks running. And like, I think it's just important to, to listen to your body. That is such a valid point. Like for me, when I was 45 kilos, I was weak. I was so unhealthy. I was so unhealthy. Like, and I was, look, people would have been like, oh my God, she looks great. Because maybe I was fitting in with that malnourished type of Instagram look, let's say. But then the more, and I need to like not get on the scale. So I hopped on the scales the other day at the gym and I was my heaviest and and I'm my fittest. I feel my best. So, and I hopped off and I go, Emma, no, you feel your best and your so your fittest when yeah. you're your heaviest. Why do you hop on the scales? If you're someone who hops on the scales, ask yourself why you're doing it. Uh, yeah. Because like, or even just I like, don't I don't believe in the scales. If you want to get scales, the only one I recommend are the ones that uh, skate your your body mass to like okay percentage, yeah. percentage so of BMI fat. type thing. Yeah, your BMI like yeah. percent how much body fat you have, how much muscle you have, how much water you're retaining because yeah, like stress as well. You'd be surprised as to how much water your body retains when you're under stress. Or okay. like if you're really dehydrated and you haven't been hydrated enough, your body actually clings onto water. Same thing as salt. Like if you have a high intake of salt, your body holds onto so much water. Like okay. we are 60% water yeah. already as Guys, it is. Guys, this have to is what that. I listen to whenever I see Gabby and it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. I'm just learning, learning, learning about things that, you know what, I probably wouldn't teach myself because it's not my forte, but I have this personal PA who's doing it for me. I absolutely love it. But um, what? Just that's another thing. like to how you feel. Like honestly, yeah. if you have brain fog, that's coming from something that – you need to be mentally aware of and go and fix that, you know? Mm. Yeah. I feel like what I've had to do as well in the last like year of my life, is really put aside the time to see those doctors and the money I've had to invest in myself. And it's, and that's all, what you should be investing 100%. in. I've still, your health, your health is so important. People who say they don't have enough money to see a doctor yet they go out on the weekend. And this is, I'm not just saying this because I wasn't that person. I was this person for at least 12 years. I'd be like, Oh, I don't have the money or the time to go see a doctor to help me with oh, my stuff. But so I'm going to go important. destroy my liver on the weekend at a festival mm-hmm. and do, do you know what I mean like what type of priority is that to your body that you exactly. have to hang around with seven days of the week but you're gonna go get trash for that one day exactly. but not go see a doctor like I think it's something that I really had to learn the hard way and that's I guess what we're here for hey like for me yeah. self-love is about doing the hard work it's about doing, pay, hard work doing something that in six months time I'm gonna be proud of and in five years well. time I'm gonna be proud of yeah. for sure so I think that like we both come from a place of a bit of 
rock bottoms. That's yeah, why we've had we to have. learn the hard way. And that's why we want to do this that's podcast. That's why we want to do this podcast. Not just to really not bring only awareness. not only bring yeah, bring awareness, but not only that, just to really keep in to help you guys keep in mind of how you're like just constantly being in check with yourselves. Check in with yourself every single day. You're not always gonna be feeling the same and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Mm. Don't give your don't discredit yourself because you're feeling shitter one day and better another day you're yeah. gonna have those days so don't think you're gonna wake up every day feeling absolutely fantastic i can guarantee you, i don't feel like that all the time that's so interesting because the number one thing that i've done did for self-love in 2020 was i chose an intention and not a new year's resolution my intention for the year and which has has been absolutely out of this world crazy the results i've gotten from it yeah. was accept a c c e p t accept <laughs> Yeah, not accept I can't be bothered, but accept I'm going to accept every situation, the way I'm feeling right now, the way my mum's acting right now, and the the relationship changes I've had with people in my life and the relationship change I've had with myself has been out of this world. That's probably the number one thing I've done for self-love this year. What's yours? Ah, it's a tough one. There's so many. Um, I feel like self, the biggest self-love thing I've done for myself to this year, and it's hard, I'd, I'd tie in this year to the, to the year of 2019 as well. Um, this financial listening. year. <laughs> this, this financial year, yes. Uh, just listening to my, to my okay. thoughts and myself and like the way my, I'm feeling every day. Yeah, and I love that. like I was saying before, knowing that that's okay and yeah. you're, you're not perfect. No one's life is perfect perfect and i love that yeah i love that i don't feel perfect every day because it makes the bad days bad but it makes the good days even better and yeah that's the best. i love that and i think that that's like a perfect way to wrap it up like i feel like i've learned so much this year from gabby about self-love like the way you've you've really chosen to nourish in order to flourish that's what i would uh, say with you thanks. and like it's helped me so much really check myself and what i'm putting in my body and look yeah. after my body um and like even yesterday my mom was like do you want some jam donut and i was like no I do. and that was so I hard i was like no do, but no <laughs> no and because not Jeez, because of my that? weight i want to make sure everyone knows this not because of my weight not because of like no, anything yeah. but i had these spikes and then i had these come downs and then i also have nerve problems with myself and it triggers this physical pain in my body if i have sugar so like these are the things it's, it's because in two hours time i'm going to regret this Physically, mentally, and emotionally. So I'm going to yeah. have a really bad come down. Not because of weight or anything like that, or I have to burn off those calories. I don't not care. I'll eat as much as I want, but I can't have sugar. That's one thing for me. So it's about like making those decisions for yourself, every single yeah. day. And not being afraid. Like if someone wants to offer you something and you just feel so afraid to, to say no, don't just, like I said, voice your opinion. Don't mm. be afraid. Like yeah. you're you and be you. Yeah, I feel like afraid of that. It's so perfect. So what we've really like wanted to express today and what we spoke Mm. about in the past couple of weeks um, is that self-love is self-accountability. And it's the biggest thing you can do for yourself. Yeah, it's the daily choice to do what is best for you. Not the glamorous, but the necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Smash that one. Perfect. (laughs) Love it. Okay, well, all right. Cheers, guys. Thank you so, so much for listening to our podcast today. We would love to know what you want to hear more of, especially Mm -hmm. with this like i know we've tapped on a lot of topics but we're so open to you asking any questions yeah, about our self-love routine yeah yeah and be sure to follow us on instagram as well it's sheilas and shenanigans thank you so much Thanks. party people thanks guys have a good one